Hey, singers, welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast. This one is so exciting for me today because we're doing something new. I'm bringing on signed recorded artists. And today, our first artist is Gordon Titsworth, one of my students and good friend of mine. But it is also so unique because we had a cluster in making this work. Uh, Gordon couldn't get his mic to work when we were recording. So then we did a conference call and then my mic wouldn't work. So Ben, being the, the tech guru he is, he's recording uh, two different places. He's doing a phone conference and via Skype uh, and he's going to piece this together. So uh, you won't miss a beat. <laughs> so today we, we want to talk to Gordon and uh, learn all about you, Gordon. I have I don't know anything about you. I just paid him to come on this thing. No, uh, I've known him for many, many, many years. So Gordon, won't you uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing now, then we'll get into some questions. Absolutely, man. Yeah, um, I'm actually the vocalist, uh, founder of Images of Eden, and we uh, just got signed uh, to Pavement Entertainment and uh, a couple of weeks ago released our fourth album called Soul Rise. Uh, worldwide. And uh, I mean, so far, I mean, things have already kind of exceeded our expectations as far as uh, just how everything's been going. And uh, yeah, that's what we're up to. Yep, exactly. And uh, I love this album because, correct me if I'm wrong, I may be wrong. Is this the first one you recorded since we started doing lessons? Yes, it is. It's the one that uh, when we started doing lessons, I was in the process of writing this thing. So it just took uh, forever and a day to get this thing to... Uh, to you know be pieced together but yeah well good so th this podcast is really about you know ben and i do so many of these about vocal health and uh you know the singer's mindset and staying healthy on the road but you're proof in the pudding man you really are you're a success story because i don't even really remember how you found me i think you mentioned another vocal coach told you about me but you came to me and i'm just going to flat out say it <clears throat> You were kind of a wreck when you came to me. Uh, Absolutely. So why don't you tell me what was going on? Yeah, I, I'm going to get really long-winded here, but uh, I think it's kind of important. Um, I've been by the time I got to you, I'd been singing for a very long time. I've been singing since I was 16, so basically in a couple of weeks that will be 30 years. Um, I it was 2011. It was uh, I had gotten sick. I got laryngitis. And uh, I'd been sick before. You know how it is. You snap out of it, and you get back to normal pretty quickly. Uh, maybe a little bit of a ramp up, but this one was a little bit different. I got sick, and for some reason, you know, I my voice just stopped working. It just wouldn't work. And I, I figured, okay, well, let me give it a couple of more weeks. Maybe it's just I'm not healed yet. A couple of weeks later, it still wouldn't work. And like I said, I've been sick plenty of times, never had a problem. But it started to freak me out, so uh, you know I started uh, trying to see what I could do, and all I was doing was straining, and, and nothing was working. So went to the ENT because I figured, okay, great, maybe I've got you know a polyp or something. Uh, ENT gave me a clean bill of health. I still, for a while, tried, um, and I, I actually tried for about two and a half years, but I struggled, and, they, and I, you know it got to a point where I was about to throw in the towel because everything I had tried was not working. So I Googled some uh, vocal coaches and um, I figured, all right, this is my last step. I said, because if this doesn't work, I'm just going to sing death metal. That's, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. And uh, so I actually reached out to Judy Rodman and Judy Rodman, you know, was listening to some of my stuff and I kind of explained to, you know, what I was doing. And she said, you know, listen, Gordon, I can help you. However, I think I got the guy for you. Uh, you know, and she referred me to you. 
So she said, you know, you're a rock slash metal vocalist uh, and vocal coach. So I said, this might be what I want to do, and, and this might be the guy for the job. So I did a little homework on you. <laughs> I tell people this, and we all have a, a laugh. I said, as soon as I saw the guy shatter glass on Mythbusters and Dr. Oz, I said, this is the guy. <laughs> That's it. And uh, so you and I talked, and, I mean, I was basically at, at the end of my rope, man, about ready to throw in the towel. And you said, listen, I don't think you've got much to worry about. I think I can get this, you know, back on track. And we scheduled essentially uh, five or six sessions, and uh, you gave me the tools that I needed. And obviously it took me a while, but I got – I mean, I don't even want to say I got back on track. I My goal was to be able to get to the, where I was before – where I was before was I was I was pretty happy with it, um, but okay. A couple of things I learned that I was taught incorrectly before. They said as a human male, you will always have to use falsetto when you get to a certain pitch, and so I kind of just you know uh, accepted that. And then you that was one of the first misnomers that you told me. You said no, you will not have to use falsetto. There's no real difference. You should be able to use full voice all the way up into the dog squealers. And believe it or not, it's healthier for your voice because you're not producing as much air and your voice is stronger. So I thought, wow, if, you know, if I could you know, hit those dog squealers in full voice, then I have far exceeded where I wanted to be. That was the first thing you taught me. Then, then you gave me some tools to get me on track. Well, I'm going to fast forward a couple of years because it took me a while to really – kind of get to where I want to be. And now I can honestly say, after so many years, I'm I'm exactly where I want to be. I mean, I, I, it's a work in progress and it's maintenance. But the biggest problem was I didn't think I'd be able to get this range up to where, to where it was. And um, also, I had to unlearn some seriously bad habits. Now, Jamie, tell me if I'm wrong here, but in your opinion – You've worked with singers who are just starting. You've worked with singers who have been vocalists for a long time. I found it was a lot more difficult for myself because, I mean, I had 20, almost 25 years worth of doing it one way, and I had to unlearn habits of 20-something years, and a couple of them were bad habits. And uh, so I almost felt like I started in the negative, and I had to basically take a lot of time to, to unlearn these habits before I could get to learning them the correct way. Have you kind of noticed that? Yeah, you know, and a minute ago, when like, uh, see, the, the funny thing about doing these podcasts is we always do them on video. So I'm looking at Ben, I'm like, thumbs up. I'm like, yeah, wait a minute, Ben, wait a minute, because Gordon's going to say, I wanted to get back to where I was, but I exceeded my expectations. So then that's what, that's what threw you off, Gordon, because you're watching me. And, uh, and that's, I wasn't telling you to hold up. But yeah, you're just absolute, don't moon the camera. Yeah. Oh, dang it. Well, there goes my next part. But uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, Going back, I remember uh, some of our lessons, and uh, there was a couple. I knew you would get it, but I could tell a couple, like, you're like, oh, oh, you know, I'm never going to get this. But um, it's just it's time and diligence and patience, and that's, I, I hate to say it, it's a rare quality. You know, I, I know I know that all singers can get it, but it's, uh, it's just so hard. Just put in the time, and that's exactly what you did. Well, let me tell you this, because I can honestly say, I mean, not getting back to where I was, I, where I was, was is like about half of where I am now. I never thought in a million years throughout the whole course of my vocal, the whole course of my music career, 
that I would ever be able to do what I can do now. And honestly, the only reason that I'm able to do this is because I had my issue, man. It was a blessing in disguise. And I was, you know, and when I connected with you, I know that wasn't by chance, man, because, I mean, talk about far exceeding. When I warm up now, I spent a lot of time strengthening my voice, but when I warm up now, it doesn't take much. I mean, I've done a lot of things to strengthen it over the years, but I've finally gotten to the point, brother, and I have you to thank for this. So I, I do a few lip bubbles. I got the uh, uh, the the, uh, the pocket box. Yep, there it is. Got the pocket box, and I mean, I, I can tell the difference. Just a couple of uh, a couple of uh, uh, sirens with that. I mean, you you already feel. Uh, it's sort of almost like a vocal cord massage. So, I mean, it doesn't take me much time to warm up. I do sirens, I, str- I do ease, I stretch it all the way up. And, I mean, I, I used to take about a half an hour to 40, or to 40 minutes to warm up before. It's literally like five or so minutes now. And uh, a big habit that I broke was I was given way too much air, way too much breath. I, I mean, what I've found, I barely need any breath at all. And, I mean, the, the key is tightening the stomach, you know, bearing down and tightening. And, I mean, I can hit a dog squealer and not even think anything of it now. Um, but that's definitely part of what I do. I do sirens and kind of get that strong. But, I mean, in a, in a million years, I never thought I'd be able to do this and have this kind of range. I think I probably – I don't know if I could say I doubled my range, but I at least added about 40% on there. And, uh, I mean, it's just been – unbelievable i've worked very hard at you know to get to this point but just uh i i will tell anybody who's listening and i do tell people this everything you taught me totally works i'm a weird situation man i'm one where i couldn't do it myself so i i mean i'd had experience i had a broken voice i was at the end of my rope you got me out of that and you pushed yeah you allowed me and gave me the tools to soar like way beyond where I thought I'd ever be. So I will say anyone who could who was ever even remotely looking to improve their voice, improve their power, fix a problem they've got, Jamie Vendera is the guy that you need to get in touch with. I will say this every day. One of the biggest blessings, man. I cannot thank you enough. I'm humbled by that. Uh, and it, that ain't even what this podcast uh, this one is about. I appreciate it, but you did the work. And what I liked hearing a minute ago is when you said your warm-up time has changed. Now, it's funny. Ben had just put out a 10-minute warm-up program. It's, I don't remember who this, this goofball was, but someone had said something about, well, that's that's uh, sacrilegious. You can't warm up in 10 minutes. You're going to ruin singers. And I'm like, you know what? If you really understand voice and you know what you're doing, every individual is different. Uh, I've seen singers warm up in five minutes and I've seen them who still understand this technique like to take their time and spend 45 minutes. I think it's an individual thing. It's, it's just the fact that we want to get the blood flow to the cords and, uh, and, and even in wrapping that up, it's just, it's just to get you prepared for the stage, which, uh, you're spending a lot of time on now, uh, since this new records come out, which I, I love by the way. And I hope you don't smack me when I say this, but there was a, a band called fifth angel, out of the 80s <laughs> Love okay, dude i yeah you know what it's like because i know like you hear the queens were like uh comparisons I, I i don't you're in that operatic metal style so of course you're going to get the comparisons but man like the music like um like a melodic there's a band called spiral architect it's just the musicianship in this band is phenomenal or like uh i know that fifth angel was a little more 
80s glam kind of thing. But man, like Ted Pilot was so powerful and he just pulled you in. That's what I'm hearing in your voice. You know, a lot of that. I'm, I'm hearing I'm hearing higher notes on this album than the other stuff that you put out. And I'm like, I am, I'm a little uh, prideful because, you know, I'm humble, but I'm like, I had a part of that. So but uh, you did. You did an excellent job. And, and it, the album sounds phenomenal. And now you're opening for Jeff Tate and for Striper. It's 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 insane. Oh, yeah. It's 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 a dream come true, man. We well, you know it's kind of funny when I track and this, this will kind of blow your mind, too. When I track the vocals for Soul Rise, I still wasn't quite where I am now. Now, now, this is kind of funny, but the next album is already written, and over the course of the next six months, we're going to be kind of piecing that together in between doing promo and uh, you know touring and, and playing shows. But let me tell you, I've already got a couple of the songs written, and I mean, I can actually, for the first time ever, utilize my entire range. And I, I can't wait. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably bug you and send you a couple of uh, MP3s when it's ready, just so you can hear. But absolutely, man, I would never have been able to do this without, uh, you, know, like, I, I, you know, I got so angry when I got, uh, when I got sick. But that sickness was the biggest blessing in disguise because I would never be where I am now. You know, it's funny. I don't know if you remember this. Gordon and I are really close. And uh, I, I don't know, it was maybe in the last year, you remember me calling you and I, I was, I mean, I get depressed too uh, about where I've had the accident and got the glass of my voice. And I remember you saying to me, Jamie, don't you realize that this is in a way is a blessing. You got to look at like that. Look at what you're going to look at how you finally reached out to Dr. Vokes and this pocket Vokes was developed and, and how you're going to overcome this and how you're going to be able to take that and, and return that to uh, singers everywhere, you know, your journey, which is right. funny because I'm writing a book about it now. <laughs> exactly. And that's exa yeah, I knew that. You know, when you have an issue, and it's an issue, it's 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 a brutal one now. But that's how God works, brother. He he allows us to go through these things so we can learn from them. So that when a student comes to you and says, "Man, I, I had a problem and had something similar to you," you can say, "I know what you need to do." When most vocal coaches would say, "You're done. Sorry, brother." Yeah. No. Absolutely. You, you gotta. You got to have that success mindset and you got to drive it. I know Ben's looking at me like he might have a question or two. I know he's wanting to know what you do on the road. I'm going to pass it over to him because I talk a lot. <laughs> like so, me. Ben? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, what yeah no, I was just letting you guys do your thing because, I mean, I'm kind of new here. I, this is Gordon. I think this is the first time we've actually spoken. Um, but, yeah, and so for anyone listening, I didn't like – I'm kind of the marketing guy. I didn't like give him a script, <laughs> you know, that whole bit. You know, he's just, he's just sharing his experience there. Um, but yeah, so one question, Gordon, is um, what do you do on your road, uh, on the road to uh, take care of your voice? What, is, what well, are like the main, you know, three, five things that you that you do? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I got to tell you this before I have a big show, because I mean, right now, most of our shows are based out in Phoenix. Uh, so I'm, I'm flying from the East Coast, getting up at 3 a.m. I'm long winded too, Jamie. Uh, I get up at 3 a.m., fly three time zones, different climate, dry heat go right to practice after being jet lagged for three hours, rehearse, you know, next day rehearse again, get to the gig, do the gig, come home. So what I try to do is I, well, number one, I sing every single day if I can. I mean, I'm, I'm at least a good for about five days a week. I try to do six days. There's one day where I just kind of take completely off, but I, I mean, and when I sing, 
I used to sing with, uh, you know, do sirens, do a lot, you know, the voice RX and everything. I really don't, I know I probably should keep up with the voice RX, but right now I feel so strong with everything that I, I've, you know, it doesn't take me much. But what I actually do is every single day I sing, and I don't sing for 30, 30 minutes. I'm good for about 45 to an hour, depending on how I'm feeling. So every single day I keep extremely strong, and I sing the set that I'm going to be doing for the next show, regardless of what it is. I sing it a couple of times uh, if I have time. I make sure that I, I you know, after I do my warm-up, uh, I do. A, I have a couple of key songs, about five to ten, that I kind of jump around on. That uh, really helps different uh, areas of my range: a super high song, a mid-range song, a little bit of a lower song, something that's got a little bit of everything. You know, you just kind of get it, get get everything worked out, and get all the muscles uh, open, get them strong. So I, I sing as much as possible before a show, and when I leave to go to play the show. First and foremost, stay as hydrated as possible. Drink as much water as you can possibly take in, especially being out in the dry heat out west. Um, and then by the time we get to rehearsal, I mean, my voice is strong. I've been really giving it my all, uh, you know, for every, as, every single day. Um, really, by the time I get to the rehearsal room after being on the plane, I do some lip bubbles and uh, got the pocket. But well, this time I'm bringing the pocket folks with me. Lip bubbles, pocket folks, and... Uh, I just kind of, we just start, and I, I just, you know, that's it. That's all I really need to do. And the reason I say that's all I really need to do is because I've spent the last several years doing everything else. So, and Jamie, I remembered something that you told me very early on. You said, listen, once you get to a point to where your voice is strong, then it's just basically maintenance there. We want to get to the point to where we don't have to spend 30 minutes a day doing these scales and, and, and doing, uh, you know, doing everything that we do the, just to get to the point of being strong. Once we're strong and then we've got our key warm-ups, obviously it's going to be a little bit different for everybody, but we've got our key warm-ups, and then we're there. Uh, and that's kind of where I've, where I've sort of arrived, and I've been, it's been a long road, but... Uh, I, I feel I, I don't like to miss days when it comes to singing now. Yeah, that's what I tell um, uh, my my touring art. Like I've assigned a touring artist a lot of them because I know how boring transcending tones and sirens could get. If it's a guy or a girl who's like gigging on the weekends, then yeah, I want them to keep up the exercises. But when you're out touring and singing, really, that's what you're doing it for. You're not doing it to sit there and do 30 to an hour of sirens and this and that. You know, as long as you get to the point, like I said, you're strong and you can warm up and you're singing your set list, then then you're good to go, which I, I've been guilty of that, too. I've kind of um, it's funny. I was talking to a friend. I'll, I'll tell Daniel so he can watch this. Buddy, my Daniel for Mike as a coach. I swear to you, it was um, like last week. I wake up and he's screaming at me. It was in my dream. This is no lie. He's like, you need to start singing more. Uh, come on, get up on your lazy butt. And since the accident, like I have, I don't sing as much as I used to, and I'm writing stuff. But uh, I remember us having a similar conversation years ago, and he said his voice was kind of wasn't that he had a situation like me uh, where he had damage, but it was like not not in the zone. And then I remember talking a few months later, and Dana said, "You know what? I figured it out, Jamie." He said, "I ain't been singing," and he started singing like an hour and a half every day. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" So uh, I texted him last week, and I said, "Thanks a lot. You uh, probably a few curse words or something." Uh, screaming at me in my dream, and uh, he we laughed back and forth. He said, well, "I'm glad I could help." Now start singing. <laughs> so you're right. I mean, that's that's the 
that's the golden uh, nugget that we want. We want to sing. We don't want to spend time on these exercises. Um, we want to, that's, that's to get you there and build the strength and then do what you love. And, you know, uh, to add to that, too, I, uh, I look at it like this. I look at it as if I am playing a show every day because I'm in my vocal booth at full volume for about, you know, on average 45 minutes, sometimes longer. And so as far as I'm concerned, I'm giving it that all every single day. So I do feel a little bit of a drop if I have to, you know, leave town or do something where I can't actually sing. But yeah, I try to keep up with it. So yeah, that I would consider myself kind of in that sort of almost touring um, mode. I like that the main thing you were talking about to prepare for uh, performances and touring is singing. And uh, what it seems, I mean, I don't know, there kind of seems for some singers this idea that, oh no, I'm going to go perform, so I better rest my voice for a day or two before and after. Um, But to me, it sounds like if you make sure that you're singing in all these different environments after getting off the airplane early in the morning, dry room, like, low humidity, et cetera, et cetera, what you're really doing is you're building your confidence and resilience being able to perform in a wide variety of settings. Um, Whereas the alternative is just, oh, I'm only going to perform in the ideal conditions, and if it's a little too dry in the room, I'm going to, you know, skip the high notes or, you know, whatever. And so to me that, I don't know, I kind of like, I would almost say it's the difference between having sort of like being afraid of the the different environments versus having confidence in your abilities in the different environments. Um, so that's that's kind of the thing that comes to mind. And then you said a couple other things. You said um, kind of like um, you know you had there was a period where you had to work really hard and all the exercises, and then after you after you get to a certain point, you just have to main, you know maintain it. And uh, I just want to say for our listeners, and I know this isn't your case because you're always doing stuff and you know out there singing, writing music and stuff. Um, I think for some people, the idea of, oh, okay, I'm just going to work hard for a little bit, and then I'll be done. Um, And then they get complacent. So I don't want that. I know that's not what you were saying or that you don't do that, but that's just for the listener. Um, You know, you still do have to maintain it, but maintain doesn't mean necessarily do five minutes once a week. I mean, maintaining it involves time, as you said. You know, you try to do five, six days a week, 45 minutes. That's awesome. And the other thing you were talking about is, um, I mean, something that came to mind as you were talking is, uh, for the last, uh, let's see here, I think for the last week, I've been singing every single day for about two hours a day. Uh, And my voice has, this is the best my voice has felt in my whole life. And, you know, just a couple weeks before I started doing this, I remember feeling like, oh, my voice is terrible. Like, oh, everything seems to affect me. If I wake up, you know, I don't, I, I get half an hour less sleep than usual. I wake up and my voice is terrible. Or, you know, if I don't have, you know, a gallon of water a day, then I feel like the sky is falling. And uh, as you and Vinny were both saying, it's the singing. What gets you out of the funk a lot of the time is just doing it. Like you might have a few days where you're kind of like, oh, I don't know if this is working. This is a little rough. But after just a few days, a week, two weeks, whatever it is on an individual basis, you start to notice pretty significant improvement um, just from that, um, barring any, you know, super major medical issue. Um, so, yeah, that's just, that's just what I had to say there. Oh, I'm I'm going to get, I'm going to give you a long answer on those because I definitely want to talk about all three of those. Yeah. Um, first thing I want to do is your middle point. Um, 
Yeah, I definitely want to clarify that. I, back in the day when I was building my, my, my strength and my range and whatnot, my, the, the bulk of what I was doing when I was singing was strength building, was exercises, was sirens, was transcending tones, was, was all the stuff that Jamie was, was, had given me. So what had happened is once it got to the point to where I really felt that my entire range had gotten really strong, the difference was instead of doing these things solely and then spending a little bit of time actually singing, most of my time was spent singing to maintain the strength that I had built. Now, I'm glad you brought that up because when I'm singing now, I'll, I mean, and Jamie, one thing, also the physical uh, stretches and all and, uh, you know, with your, your neck and your back and uh, all, the, all that good stuff that you gave me too, that, that's the first thing I do and I forgot to tell you that. Uh, but what I'll do is I'll do my initial warm-up and then I'll start singing, but I won't sing full-blown pedal all the way down. I'll sort of uh, start off a little lighter uh, after stretching everything and then eventually go into it. Now, I might work on a couple or, or do a couple songs and then feel, mm, i got to stretch out the higher registers, and I might stop what I'm doing, do some sirens, uh, whatever I need to do, a couple more lip bubbles. Just basically at that point in time, when you sing every day all, you know, and, and for a good amount of time each day, you know where your voice is. You have a much better grasp of how strong you are, where your weaknesses are, and if I hit a weak point, I'll be like, oops, pause, and then let me do some sirens over that area. Let me stretch out that area, get that a little bit, you know, a little more warmed up. Uh, so you'll get a very good grasp as to where you are with your range. Uh, and also, Jamie, one thing I forgot to tell you, my consistency now, I am, I am, I am consistent, like, almost you know all the time it's rare that i'm not consistent like uh like ben you were saying there's some days something just doesn't feel right i've had those too when i have days where it seems like something's off it's because i'm 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 slightly altering my technique and doing something incorrectly and that was starting to bug me so when i have a day where something's not right i back up and what i usually found was i either wasn't bearing down i wasn't tightening my my abdomen or I was putting too much air out, because bottom line, I should be able to hit a dog squealer, a super loud whale, stick a lit match in front of my mouth, and that match is not going to go out. That's how little air it takes to do it. I mean, I almost have to exhale most of my air. I used to get a big full, a big old, you know, gut full of air as if I was going down to retrieve a friggin' gold brick at the bottom of the sea or something, man. But I realized that's not what I want to do. I want to mo- make sure most of that air is gone and just take, as Jamie says, micro breaths, bear down, tighten. And if I notice that something else isn't, isn't working, oh, I'm, I'm pushing too hard. It does not take much effort at all once you're strong. Once that range is strong and once that range is there, it does not take much effort. So uh, your first point, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what that was. Um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah, I mentioned the... resting. Okay, yeah. uh, I used to think that that was the key. I'll sing several days in a row, and then the, the day before the gig, I'll, okay, well, I shouldn't really sing much. I want to preserve my voice. i done that before, and I sounded like garbage live. What I do instead, I make sure every single day that I do everything I need to do Another problem I had is I spent too little time warming up, uh, so it was you know that sounded like garbage then too. But what I realized is sing as much as I can, give it a solid chunk. If I have a gig coming up, I might even do a little more than an hour to an hour and 15 every day. I want to make sure that I'm strong. I want to make sure that I'm warmed up so that the day of the gig, I'm there. 
and all I need to do is my normal warm-ups, you know, my sirens, make sure the entire range is there, and, and, and then I'm, I'm good to go. But, yeah, I mean, with this stuff, the consistency took a long time. And that's one thing I would tell all singers. If you're having, quote, an off day, look at what you're doing differently that day than you did the day before when you were spot on. Um, I know one thing that works for me, too, I have a little checklist. Okay, make sure that the placement, you know, focus on placement, focus on not, you know, the breathing, not taking in too much air, not releasing too much air. And uh, I've, it was always a technique, sl a slight altering of the technique that was throwing me off. And I think that's probably what it's going to be for most people. One other thing I forgot to tell you is, as soon as we started these shows and I knew I was going to be traveling, I immediately went to the gym. I can't stress enough, go to the gym, do weights, do cardio, and you know, do all of this stuff because the better physical health that you're in, the easier it is to hit this stuff. So that's... I mean, bottom line. Something that you said earlier, I don't know if, if this is quite the way you do it, but something that came to mind as you were talking um, about just using so little air um, whenever you're hitting really high notes, something I've started doing personally is I'll inhale and then I'll exhale as, you know, about like, I don't know, it feels like a third or sorry, two thirds or three quarters of my air and then I'll sing. Um, and then I feel like it's just easier to not use too much air after doing that. Um, and I don't, you know, push out every little bit of air. Um, I keep some in the tank. But uh, for me, it's easier to just not overdo it um, if there's not a lot in there. And then whenever I do breathe normally, um, and I have a sort of, I don't exhale before singing if I just do it normally, um, then I can tell if I'm overdoing it because I know I can do it correctly because I did it with less air, and then I do it again, am I still using the correct amount of air? Um, and so that's, that's uh, something that we've actually taught some people in the uh, Vendera Vocal Academy on the Hangouts. But, yeah, I think uh, – I don't know if that's quite what you're referring to. That's great. As a matter of fact, strangely enough, I do that. It's like what I'll do, I inhale and exhale a couple of times as I'm bearing down and tightening. And what I've found is I can bear down, tighten, still inhale and exhale. But, or, but yeah, what I'll do is I'll exhale – I don't know, 50% of, the, of, of, of what I've taken in. When I exhale, I tighten and bear down. It's kind of like the, the exhalation allows me to lock into the bearing down and the tightening for some reason. So I, I, I totally agree with what you said. And then as soon as that's there, it's almost like it's mouth movements and just allowing the sound to start. That's all it is. And one thing that I found after you know kind of getting to this point, I overthought vocals for my entire life it's simple i mean it is so simple of a concept it is tighten bear down tighten don't really let you should not feel any exhalation at all as a matter of fact when i remember jamie first started talking about it should feel like you're almost inhaling the inhalation sensation is what it is you, you almost feel like you should be slightly inhaling air and it's weird because that is what it feels like so if you're if your gut's tight and you're feeling like it's slightly like an inhalation sensation going on, and, you, I mean, you should be able to just wail. Now, the biggest thing is, what I realized is, every single note from the Peter Steele typo negative Barry White notes all the way to the, to the Gillette uh, Malenko-Matajevic notes, super high dog squealers, 
you don't have to give any more force. You give the same amount of oomph on the super high notes as you do mid-range, as you do low. The only difference is the placement. It should just feel like it's very just very thin and pointy almost when you're hitting that, that, that super high squealer. And, I mean, when I realize that every single note is basically just in the placement of the roof of your mouth and just how you place the notes, I was like, it's this simple? It's this simple. It just takes forever to get there. <laughs> hey, I gotta, I gotta hop in, and I gotta say this. I swear to God, I didn't give Gordon a, uh, <laughs> a sheet. It's like he's reading through Razor Voice. This, 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 this. But this is a model student. <laughs> hey, we keep these podcasts around thirty or so. So I want to wrap this up with you telling so really quick about this new album where they can find it, your website, and uh, let us know where people can come check you out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Images of Eden, the album is called Soul Rise. It's on Pavement Entertainment. You'll find it pretty much everywhere. Go to imagesofeden.com. Uh, I mean, Amazon, uh, every retailer, iTunes, every, everywhere you could possibly imagine, it's, uh, you, know, y- you can find it. But uh, definitely check it out. It's, uh, it's got some high energy. It's heavy, but it's, it's also very high energy, and it's, there's a very positive sound and positive message even uh, kind of embedded within the, uh, the heaviness of the album. So definitely check us out. Our next show right now, we are scheduled for October 25th, Tempe, Arizona, opening up for uh, direct support for Striper. Uh, as of right now, we're working on tour dates for 2019. We're going to be playing at the Exodo Fest in Mexico uh, next April. We've got a couple of dates on the main international stage. We've got two possible, well, actually one, um, I don't even want to say possible because I don't even know if it's there yet, but uh, uh, tour what, what, that we're working on. So definitely hit us up. Um, check out our video single, Shield Me, uh, and Harvest Day, and uh, yeah, give us a like. Yes, uh, love the band, love the voice, I love that you came on the podcast. Singers, this is what you can do with your voice. It's never over. You know, even if you think you don't have a shot, Gordon went through hell and back with his voice. He thought it was over. Um, I'm not some miracle worker. I'm not the one who did this. I gave him the roadmap. He drove the road. He followed the road. And his voice bounced back to even better than it's ever been in his life. And the proof is in the pudding. You can hear it in his songs. So, Gordon, Thank you for being on this podcast. Uh, I've been wanting to do one of these for a long time to show people that this stuff really works. So, it does. And like I said, man, I was in a bad, bad shape. I was in neg- I was in the in the red. I mean, far down in the red. I had that. You had to help me climb way out of the red. And not only did you get me in the green, I mean, it's just, uh, like I said, man, I never thought I'd be able to do what I can do now. So I will tell every singer, follow these instructions. You're going to stumble. It's going to take you a while. You're going to have to do trial and error. Just, you know, if you're going down the wrong road, take, take a step back and reevaluate where you are because you will get there if you are determined. This stuff works. I'm a product of it. And uh, it's, it's just that simple. And also, don't overthink it. I overthink everything. And overthinking it is when I started to, to you know, throw down the wrong path. It's that simple. Good. Oh, my goodness. I am just so inspired just listening to what we talked about so far and, and so much of what you said, Gordon. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's in Raise Your Voice. That's in Raise Your Voice. That's in Raise Your Voice. That's in the Academy. <laughs> I'm telling you, he had the book open. He's going, well, he's flipping like, the pages. Like so the let me mention placement. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all, man. You know what it was? It just took a long time 
to and, and Jamie, that was my problem, man. I'd take a step forward and I would start to get comfortable. Then the next thing I know, my old habit would start to, to creep its way back in there. And I'm like, wait a minute, how come I can't do now what I did last week? So, but I finally got to the point that I know what I've got to do. It's simple. And 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 Ben, like you said, I, I mean, I'm glad you mentioned about exhaling a little bit, and. Um, you just continue to bear down, and, and it's all about placement. And I think people try it, – it's human nature to try to put more force in the high notes, but you're just going to shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's very true. I mean, so, like, I notice even for – I know we're trying to wrap up here all as – we're, as I notice as I'm singing, whenever I start going for the higher notes and then I start feeling tired, I notice even in myself a tendency to, like, oh, I'll just push a little more. But, like, no, that's wrong. And so then I'm like, you know what, okay, let's just relax. Let's just use a little less there, <laughs> and that's yep. when it comes out. And the, the higher notes get a little bit thin. It's got, it's like and Jamie, you basically said it's kind of like the notes go almost like to a point, like a guitar neck. They're easier to hit as you go up the guitar neck. The higher notes are closer and closer together. So all you have to do is just get a. I can't even describe it really, but just sort of get a little bit thinner, a little more lemon face, uh, for lack of a better term. That's why I think the voice is like a triangle, you know. It gets a little thinner, but you you can you can still stay big. You don't have to flip the falsetto. You can still stay in your full voice. You can write it all up. That's why we that's why we believe the the vocal break can be erased. It's all one voice, you know. We don't have to separate it. And one thing too, Gillette used to say that if you feel uh, underneath your chin, if you feel it start to get sore underneath your chin, that means you're doing something correctly. And um, I remember, I, well, I don't remember when it was, but it was within the last couple of years, I started to feel that, and I go, whoa, um, what's going on here? Oh, yeah, Gillette said that. Okay, so whatever I'm, okay, note what you're doing, uh, because you're doing something correctly, too. So that, and sometimes if I, if there's a couple of days that go by, and I, you know, I haven't been singing, and I, and I, which I try not to do, then I start singing, and I start to feel that. I'm like, okay, yep, there it is. It's, it's always a good thing when you feel that. Yeah, yeah, because I remember when we worked together, he's like, if they start to burn, stop, give it a minute. But it was always about you're working the muscles, so you're strengthening. So yep. it, it is a good thing. You just don't overdo it in the beginning. All right, guys, been a great podcast. We're going to wrap this up. Again, check them out at imagesofeden.com. Gordon Titsworth, one of my favorite students. I, I, I don't use that ter term loosely. I do have some favorite students, and I'll mention them. I'll promote them. Gordon, slap your video on my, my Facebook page and in the singing group if you have it. I can't remember. You know, I've been so busy. Yep, you got it. I'll, um, you I'll know, put it on there all, right now. All my jet lagging. All my jet lagging like you, except uh, yours is three hours. Mine's generally like 15 hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> To some places where you, you have to be careful what you eat and drink, huh? Uh, that's true. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'm glad you listened to this podcast. We will see you again soon.
open your eyes, you're not dreaming.